Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Hey, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. And I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Post, who is having California weather while we have Florida weather. Actually, <laughs> we're having, having we're Canadian having Canadian weather. weather. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Hi, Scott. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We're glad you're here. Our listeners are up. We appreciate you. Yeah, Thanks for pro- following. Particularly all of those of you who've joined us on the Spotify platform. Yeah. Um, again, I'll repeat it at the end, but th- the fact that you guys subscribe and like and follow and share us really uh-huh. does help us not only look at the metrics of the show. It's not a competition, but it helps us right. kind of gear the show and it motivates us, right? It's otherwise, yes. we're, otherwise, Michelle and I could could do what we normally do, and that's meet it's off air, meet talk. off air, and chat, 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 chat. <laughs> um, and, and you know, the idea here is to give you guys, all of you, something that, that's valuable for your lives, and to give you takeaways and things that you can immediately implement. Yeah, um, and I, I think it goes with. It's worth mentioning again that. Scott and I don't suggest anything that we are not willing to do ourselves. Like the, the things that we're sharing with you are kind of on, for me, a rotation of when I'm stressed, when I'm dealing with a lot of pressure, when I'm dealing with a lot of competing issues, what do I do not to become uh, unbearable to the people around me and myself. <laughs> what do I do to keep my shit together? Yeah. And I know Scott, you do the same thing. So hopefully your listeners are taking away some of yeah, our and, ideas. And, and today will be a good example of that because I've always looked at this show as having just these, these wonderful opportunities to bring two sometimes very disparate views on a topic More importantly, I'm not a clinician. I'm not a therapist. Michelle is. And it's very nice to be able to talk to someone and bounce these ideas that, in in our cases, Michelle and I go through on a human level, on a personal level, and then get that count, you know, that that point counterpoint of, well, this is, here are the stats, here are this, here's that. Here's Mm -hmm. what I see in my therapy world. Here's what I see in my coaching world. Or here's what I just see in everyday life. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that that's the fun part for me in the show, because Michelle obviously brings up all these wonderful little uh, tidbits from her world. Uh, and I bring mm-hmm. up sometimes these very esoteric out there uh, mm-hmm. things, which I think brings a balance to our episodes that you, that you might not otherwise get. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I agree. And you so know, like the, these are things and, we really do. And so, and so speaking of things we really do, mm-hmm. Michelle and I were talking right before we went on air. I love what she has uh, started <laughs> doing. Do you mind sharing it? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. So some of you know, my dad died and we had to relocate my mom into assisted living. And the assisted living is far from, 
from me at the moment. It's in Canada because that's where we have a lot of extended friends and family who can visit her regularly as opposed to her being isolated and only near my brother who lives in a different state from me or only near me. And um, she's adjusting. It, it was really tough at first, but she's adjusting. And I have started to embrace in my old age that I am more of an introvert and in private practice, I get a little talked out and I don't really love talking on the phone on the weekends or at the end of the day, I really get all out in therapy. And, but my mom is an extrovert and she has stories and she loves to talk. So I decided that what I was going to do is start a postcard writing thing to her. And I picked up, I think it was on Amazon or Etsy, just a random huge stack of photos on postcard paper and bought some special postcard stamps that go to Canada. That's a, that's for those of you with family that lives abroad, you have to get special stamps. And I started writing her random messages about what's going on in my day or what the postcard reminds me of. And it started working. So she got her first one, which was like a a skydiver. And I was asking her what's on her bucket list and is skydiving. She's like, I have no interest in skydiving, but I'd really (laughs) love to take a cruise with, you know, you, your brother and your partners and that kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. So now I know that. And then another one I sent her was of an old fashioned truck. And I knew that would remind her of her dad or her mom or her brother who have all died. And sure enough, she got it. She sent me this lovely text message today about my uncle who used to refurbish old cars. And in high school, he had an old fashioned truck that he refurbished, painted black with the fire deco going up the sides of the truck. And they used to ride around in it and feel like they were really important and special. And I didn't even know that about them in high school. And so it's it's totally working. She is sharing back with me I things about her life outside of the normal older person kinds of stuff of, oh, my aches and my pains and da-da-da-da-da. And she's sharing from her past. And I'm learning about my extended family through the process. So let her, and people like to get mail um, that that's not a bill or a statement or some, you know, crap in the mail. I love getting cards and in the mail and she does too. So we have that in common and it's brightening her day and making me feel more connected to her without the pressure of calling all the time. So one of the things I did, uh, unbeknownst to Michelle, uh-huh. after she told, said this right before we went on the air, uh-huh. um, I'm, I'm immediately thinking how to make this work. And, and Michelle presented a problem, which uh-huh. she, she hinted at just a moment ago. And that is she's writing these postcards, but her mom is texting her back. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And I made a comment to Michelle, where the hell do you go and get, I made the comment vintage postcards. Uh-huh. And so again, we, Michelle and I have no affiliation with Amazon. Uh-huh. Um, whether you like them or not, is completely irrelevant. Uh, I, I happened to go on Amazon just to look and see mm-hmm. what was available in terms of postcards. Now, I happen to love vintage postcards, particularly the old Parisian ones, right? Oh. And I went online and all I did was type in vintage postcards. Folks, I'm sitting here looking at what's available at, at nominal amounts. And nominal, yeah. We're talking like $11 for 60 vintage yep. postcards. 
right? Mm-hmm. Now these happen to be butterflies, but um, I, <laughs> then I, then I look down. Here's 32 vintage retro travel postcards for six six dollars, and I'm immediately thinking, That's wouldn't fun. it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool to order these and have them sent to the person you're going to send them to as well? Oh. So you could you could send a whole package of postcards to your mom. Hint, hint. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe she'll write them back. Now, obviously, you can't put stamps on them yeah. unless you were to send them. But what a great way! I I I may do this right to sit there and I look at these. You pick a po- you pick an interest, uh-huh. and there's a freaking postcard for it. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I you know, I'm looking at this game. This is just amazing so i happen to type in vintage they also have retro you could probably do modern um i'm uh-huh. curious what would be an interest of your mom's what, what what's one of her big interests uh bluebirds so i'm going to type in bluebird postcards uh-huh and let's see these are stationary So there's, I mean, obviously there are bird postcards out there, American bird yes. note cards, set of 12. Uh-huh. And it's just these wonderful, here are watercolor birds. Mm-hmm. They happen to be blue. Um, you know, just all these things that I was saying, God, what a great idea, Michelle. And the ability uh-huh. to say, look, I, you know, we've all got elderly family and friends yeah, because we're at that time of our life. We, to make it easy for them, send them that and and now I'm going to add one more thing because I know mm-hmm. we've talked about the power of handwriting. I'm yes. a big believer of using yes. a journal and things like that. There are, for those of you, if you've never used a calligraphy pen before, it uh-huh. don't freak out. Don't freak out, right? You can use a uniball or a Bic pen or whatever, uh-huh. but th- they make now these wonderful disposable uh-huh. Um, calligraphy pens, which just kind of add a little extra yeah, character. a little flair. You don't, you don't have to dip it in ink. You don't have to do anything. It's just built into it. Oh, but it's got that nib on the end of it, so that yes, it, it's it has got that, the flair. It's got that, it's got that flair to it. And uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. what a wonderful idea you've come up with! Oh, great. I, I'm just. So I hope somebody that uh, I also had a friend a long time ago do like a letter writing campaign where they just asked friends via Facebook or Instagram who would like to receive a letter from me and, you know, send me your private, send me a private message with your address. And I'm going to go through it like one a day for 30 days. And and like all her friends, you know, I was one of them and her friends sent their addresses and it was so nice to get like a handwritten letter from her. So, you know, there's different ways to do it. Mm -hmm. I may do, I may do that, Michelle. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's really special. Like Scott, when when I didn't know you and and I bought Most Magical Secret, you had a a sticker insert that you would sign your name to. Right. And I loved that. Like there's something nice about handwriting and getting a signature from someone. So that's also for those of you out there writing a book, you may want to uh, contact Scott about how he did those inserts and sign your books for your people. Yeah, we have, and again, beyond the scope of today, but there are ways, folks, for those of you uh, who have published books, and it doesn't matter whether you have a publisher. I learned this, by the way, from my publisher, or oh. um, or your self-publishing. It doesn't. It, it's completely irrelevant. When I uh, when my publisher was putting together one of my first books, uh, they literally sent me the publishing house sent me a box 
of, uh-huh. of book plates. Oh, all all numbered. And I oh. had to go through. It was crazy, right? Here I am uh-huh. sitting here signing book plates on uh-huh. my table, uh, all all numbered. And then I uh-huh. shipped them back to the publisher and they wound up then shipping them out to people who contacted them and say, hey, we we got the book and we have the book plate. And oh. all that all, all that happens is they get this adhesive book plate that they can then adhere to the inside of the book. Mm-hmm. And it's an autographed signed book that it's pretty cool. Yeah. Ooh, one of our live listeners said um, that she has a close friend she writes to every month because it's just nice to get and receive letters, even though they text each other, they still write each other. I agree. It's so it's nice wonderful. to get yeah. mail. Yeah, a- yeah, absolutely. Particularly, by the way, and it's interesting, Michelle didn't mention this, but I will. Um, <laughs> for, for those of us who are an introvert, shy, I don't care what you want to call it. Uh-huh. I love reading stuff and getting stuff more than talking on the phone. I do too. You know, we're sitting here doing this podcast. This is safe. I know. I know. (laughs) It weird, weird, weirdly not safe, but we've gotten so used to it that it's safe. Yeah. What's it? I I have a mute button. Um, (laughs) The power of the mute. Um, Scott can also uh, kick us all off. (laughs) He's the um, host. (laughs) So so shall we, shall we jump into the show today? Yeah, let's do it. I love this topic. Um, We've talked about this before. And just as a quick reminder, we have an entire section of this in our home retreat that, that if you want to get into that, and Mm -hmm. I talk about it in my book, the most magical secret, which perhaps we'll touch on uh, later in the episode today, but we're, we're talking today about the healing power of music. And this has become, I don't know about you, Michelle, but this has become increasingly uh, useful for me uh, mm-hmm. over the last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it's kind of like a reminder of how powerful music is in our lives. Mm-hmm. And it all comes down to, at least for me, from an experiential standpoint, it's it's like there's music that will lift you up. There's music that will drag you down. Yeah. Um, you know, I watch one of my dirty little secrets is I love reality TV shows, particularly because <laughs> I love the concept of game theory uh-huh. and, the, and the Nash equilibrium. And it really came from that. It's like that's why I got uh. into that's why I got into Survivor. It wasn't as much for the people as oh. watching as watching the mathematics and algorithms behind the group dynamics and how it gets tweaked. And this is true, by the way, of shows like American Idol and The Voice and things like that. America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's a talent side of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, more importantly, there's this uh, construct of what choices do the performers make mm-hmm. in order to make an impression on the judges, for example. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I happened to be watching American Idol and it was all about song choice. That that was the judges were literally Makes all sense. about, you know, who you are is is literally defined by the choice you make to show off yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the voice is very similar. They're looking for a voice, not an entertainer per se, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, they don't get to see who's actually performing. And I've watched some of these judges on the first note turn their chair based on song selection. Yeah. And when you realize that, I, I think it brings us back to how important music is. So I went and looked up today. If you don't mind me sharing some stats, Michelle. No. Um, and I'm I'm getting this from a, a 
a website called listenforlife.org. Mm-hmm. And I'm really impressed by this website. It's it's called Reviving the Power of Music Worldwide. Uh, again, have no affiliation with them, but they talk about the healing benefits of music. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd like to run through some of these statistics when they talk about the benefits of music in clinical settings. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. a clinician, but I, I'm a person walking through life and I'm listening, I'm looking at these stats going, well, that makes complete freaking sense. <laughs> so I'm just going to run through these. Uh, they talk about the extensive medical research has now shown conclusively that music in a clinical setting, and I want to emphasize they're talking about it in a clinical setting. Um, Michelle and I are not clinicians when it okay. comes to this podcast, and we're not doctors and we're therapists, but we can talk about how it's a, how it relates to us. And they talk about in a clinical setting, music can provide significant positive benefits for patients. Mm-hmm. And then here's how, mm-hmm. right? It can reduce stress by reducing the production of cortisol and increasing the release of stress-reducing neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. It can also reduce stress by reducing the patient's sense of isolation and helping them reconnect with positive places within themselves. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, just that first thing right there, it's like, how many times have you, I, I relate it to two things. How many times have you either heard a song or heard a sound mm-hmm. or, or experienced a smell, right? Smell is very powerful. <laughs> and suddenly you're transported back. Mm-hmm. to to a time an event an experience um and so when it talks about reconnecting with positive places i you know for me the use of music is so critical because i don't think most people pay enough attention mm-hmm. to the playlist that they let go in their lives right 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 uh, I, I was also thinking clinical settings. So where have I been when music is used positively in a clinical setting, like you mentioned on the, on, so almost every spa or massage place, acupuncture, many times chiropractic care. So we're talking about more physical medical care that are actually taking advantage of that same principle of playing music in the background to elicit the healing response. Oh, or if we want to talk about music being used for manipulation, what about stores and malls and how they play a certain kind of music that elicits more buying? So, so, you know, that's another place that making your own playlist and putting in your earphones and, you know, being intentional about listening to your own music while you're shopping for something, as opposed to the buying into the manipulation of the music playing in the store. (laughs) I'll even go one step further. Um, And many of you uh, know that I just had uh, some, what I've now been told is major surgery. And uh, while at the hospital, you guys all know what a music box is. Those little, dee, 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 you know, the things that you, yeah, the, as a kid, sp- you turn them and they play. You turn uh-huh. them. And, and, so, you know, that sound, uh-huh. the little type uh-huh. that, that, what I would always liken to a ballerina, you open the yes. little jewelry box and the ballerina, the ballerina comes around. up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Harry Potter one, by the way. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> at the hospital, periodically, this little lullaby song would come on. Oh. This music box tinkle would come in on hospital. in the hospital and oh. it turned out 
uh, we, my wife actually finally figured out what it was. Um, and it played everywhere, you know, right uh -huh. before surgery and, and recovery and this little tinkle in the hallways. Uh, it turned out that the hospital played this every time a baby was born. Oh, how cute. How cool is that, right? How cute. So now every time you hear that, it's like, oh my God, there's another life in this world. Aww, so yeah. that's the power of this. <laughs> right. As opposed Aww. to them, as opposed to them, I guess they couldn't do funeral dirges, but they could. Yes, they could um, do a little. But but uh, so again, imagine that power of music and a way to celebrate it. Yeah. Well, what's going on? Yeah. Um, and I'm asking everybody, I'm pleading with everybody to really uh -huh. go through and pay more attention uh -huh. to the music that's going on in your life. And if you haven't done so already, I just mention it right now. I talk about in the most magical secret, uh, the sacred power of music. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do you guys have these playlists that you play yourself? You know, I, I don't sleep well. That's not a secret. We've all talked about it. And I have a playlist. I have particular music that at three o'clock in the morning, mm. I, I can put on. Mm. And it's very uplifting, powerful, and soft. So I can go back to sleep or I can stay awake. But the but the messaging, I've been very particular in the type of lyrics, because here you are in this little twilight, right? which makes your subconscious even more susceptible. susceptible. I want to make sure that the lyrics that are coming into my head are powerful and positive and profound. Yeah. And, you know, whether you use it that way or not, even if you go for a walk, you know, I love walking meditations. Mm -hmm. And I have gotten now to the point where uh, it, it is nothing for me. The walk may not even be music as you guys normally hear it. It mm -hmm. may be uh, sacred Native American drumming. Uh, with mm -hmm. bird sounds in the background, or I've got one that I love uh, for any of you who use uh, any of the subscription music services. I love mm -hmm. Native American flute music. Uh, mm -hmm. You can play that. Mm -hmm. You can play. You can play forest sounds. Uh, mm -hmm. I happen to love, by the way, the sound of a creaking ship on the ocean. How's oh, that for a sound? Interesting. And mm -hmm. there are sound generators out. Any sound that you guys like. Mm -hmm. There are sound generators out there that will let you create these soundtracks that, at least when I play them, instantly decompress you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and put you in a positive place. Mm -hmm. What so is I, the name of the uh, ASMR? Um, is it ASMR? Sounds? Oh, the sounds, the brain gasms. ASMR sleep sounds. So it's it's like certain sounds that help you either sleep or relax yeah, it's, and, it's, you know. it's, it's asm asmr mm -hmm. uh it's a big deal by the way at least mm -hmm. with with the younger folks mm -hmm. uh, who, mm -hmm. who listen to this stuff all the time on youtube and the like um and i won't get into it but they're right and i'm not being crude here they literally are called brain orgasms uh -huh, um, uh -huh. And they they are it's music and frequency. Uh, the, and by the way, there is actually something called the happiness frequency. Uh -huh. uh, it's it's done at a certain frequency and certain rate that you just sometimes I'll just play that one, the happiness frequency, and play it for a half hour. Right. Uh, but it's it's ASMR. It does mm -hmm. not have to be sexual. Uh, there you know oh, there are no. there are some and and the reason it's called a brain orgasm is because it's that thing where you get this. It's like someone tingling the top of your head and it goes all the way down your spine that kind yes. of feeling it's a tingling sensation it's called uh, autonomous sensory meridian response yeah 
Um, yeah. And it can be very powerful. I remember the first time, may I share a quick story? Sure. I remember the first time I experienced this and I had no idea what it was. Uh-huh. I was a little kid. My dad took us, we all slept in a giant, uh, uh, what what is it, motor, what, what are they called? It's, it's a motor, motor home. Mm-hmm. If we slept in this motor home, I remember I got to sleep upstairs in the overhang with my sister <laughs> and we went to the World's Fair in Seattle and Spokane. Ooh. And it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my life. You can imagine uh, as a kid yes, going yes. to the World's Fair and one of the booths, one of the, the, the things that we went to, they put headphones on you. Yeah. And honest to God, it was nothing but a haircut. And you oh. listen to the clip of the Snipping. scissors oh. and it went from side to side, left to right. Ah. And I like, I, I was, I transfixed, immersed that brain, that, that whole tingling, the brain orgasm thing. It was like, I've never heard anything like this. And uh-huh. with your eyes closed, it's, it feels and sounds so real. Yeah. Now, some of these ASMR experiences, it's just people whispering little things with their voice and it's not really anything and it again it stimulates the brain so something certainly (laughs) uh be they're they're called asmr whisperers by the way they're not all that (laughs) uh and yeah one of our listeners just wrote it sounds like brain candy yeah it's it's that and so much more yes Um, so just take a look at it and see see what it does for you I wouldn't necessarily consider ASMR um, music per se, but it certainly is can sound. Be relaxing, uh, helping with insomnia, sleep sounds. So that's why I kind of brought it up. But yeah. I agree with you the the power of music in for so many different things. I was just watching uh, Yellow Jackets, the new the new episode of Yellow Jackets, and this is not a spoiler alert. It's season two, but I will not reveal anything. But there is a scene with a husband um, in his car releasing a lot of anger to, I think it's Papa Roach's Cut My Life Into Pieces. I I might have the band wrong. But I have often used that song, that very song, to, you know, when you're frustrated and you just need to get it out before you go in the house and take it out on people, you know, so there's, there's music for relaxing like ASMR or other types of song lists, but there's also music to help you express and release anger, sadness, fear, you know, so we're talking about music that heals in all types of forms. Yeah. We've talked about the, you know, the walking meditation. I have a, I happen to have a boxing playlist, Um, Uh all, all music designed around aggression and yeah. getting it out and yeah. you know it's it's again it's a box it's a shadow boxing workout i want to listen to this while i'm doing it i have uh, i have not used it in a very long time prior to going into trial uh, yes and i got the idea from listening to the uh training techniques of some star volleyball players i have a playlist called the hunt yes and, and yes. it is and it is all specifically chosen music designed around a a purpose a yes. target yes. and just getting it done yes um and then i've got walking meditations right right and for any of you that have gone to a funeral or memorial service where they have a photo montage typically 
there's three or four, sometimes five songs that are picked out to turn those photos to that are in honor or in memory of the person who died, everything from music that makes the family or friends think of that person to music that that person loved. I mean, there are certain songs that when I hear on the radio, they automatically take me back to my deceased loved ones and taking just a small three to five minute, the length of the song time to think about my loved one and what, what impact that person had on me. Even if the relationship wasn't perfect, what did I learn from the relationship? How did it affect me? And it gives me a moment to memorialize. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So may I, may I share a few more benefits? Yeah. So one of the things I talk about here, and I've experienced this one directly, uh, it can help healthy circulation by reducing blood pressure and mm. stabilizing the heart rate. So mm. um, I I don't know about the rest of you. I can play music. We all get earworms, right? I can yes, play yes. music. I can play music in my head and hear it, uh, it when yes. I want to and need to, or sounds. Yes. And I was recently uh, at one one of my doctors went in uh and we've always joked in my family about white coat um whatever you syndrome? want to call it white uh, coat right. syndrome where your blood pressure goes up just because somebody's taking so your blood pressure uh-huh. I, I will i will tell you i'm in the doctors and every time i'm there they do your weight they do your blood pressure uh-huh. and um i was at a hypertensive state when, the, when uh-huh. I, I looked at this and was like what the fuck i know i mean it like, happened we're to talk- me too we're talking way like, up there like, it was uh, like concern for your heart well, it uh-huh. was like very close to what they call a hypertensive crisis. Yes, yes. And and then they said, we're going to do this again, and you're just going to sit here. Yes, yes. And and so what, and literally um, what wound up happening, doing my thing, doing some meditation and breathing, we've talked about that in our shows before, but also just coming up with tunes in my own head, mm-hmm. because I didn't bring my playlist with me, because I didn't know it was going to be up there. Literally, folks, within... 10 maybe 15 minutes my systolic number came down 30 points oh yes 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 that that has happened to me with the uh with the white coat syndrome particularly with new providers and uh, some are really good at helping you get that down but at, at one point I actually had to track my blood pressure at home just to make sure I was okay. <laughs> I tracked it for a month. I was totally fine. Yeah. Um, but I have to tell you my favorite earworm story. This is really a little bit funny and it kind of works. It's not the healing power of music, but it's the motivational music for motivation. So I had an earworm that sounded like this. And I started saying it to myself out loud after anything I completed. So I put away all the laundry, right? And suddenly unconsciously I'm saying, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> or like I, I arrived home from a trip safely and I'm saying, dun, 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 dun. I'm like, why am I like, how long has this been going? And suddenly I was like, how long have I been doing this? I don't know. Has this been going on my whole life? And I've never been aware of it. Where did this come from? And I searched all the movie intros. I searched all the like TV shows I could think of that had it. And lo and behold, I start playing my favorite video game. One of my favorite video games, Overcooked. And when you complete the level at the highest stars, oh, wow. the little onion King music is. Dun, 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 dun. 
How funny. Number one, thank God this has only been going on about six months. And number two, I finally found it. <laughs> but I now do it consciously. Like if I'm proud of me for completing something and it can just be a simple errand around the house that you don't want to do, right? Like I don't really love putting laundry away. I love doing laundry. I don't like putting it away. So I will often give myself like, you know, a little dun 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 dun, dun you know, and then giggle. And so it's just this <laughs> internal earworm that is an encouraging, you know, add a girl that I give to myself for for tasks that are boring and menial that I menial that I don't like. <laughs> when I got my um, when I finished my expert testimony report, my, uh, my traumatic injury report and sent it off to the lawyer's office. I was like, dun, 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 dun. that was a much more monumentous accomplishment, but <laughs> it was still really funny that that little earworm has just, well, since we're talking, <laughs> since we're talking about earworms, <laughs> yes. anybody who's been to Disneyland knows it's a small world. Oh, you're right. And it is literally called oh. the, it's called the Disney earworm effect. <laughs> and, and there are certain rhythms and frequencies and it's, oh. it's like, there's a reason that this works okay. and I won't, I won't get into the history of it's a small world, but the reality is we, it, it's just, you will constant because of the way it's played, uh -huh. you'll, you, can, you'll... you can't, you can't not hear it. it. Does it have an impact, like a happiness, peaceful impact? Um, I've never really heard it there because it, as I understand uh -huh. it, the song was actually, it, the song actually came out of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, I mean, there's a whole thing in there. Oh, wow. About it. It's just the way it's, again, when you think about it, it's just an invasive earworm. <laughs> so it's not a positive effect it's no no just no. it's an invasive just it's, it's an invasive earworm so <laughs> at, at any rate I, I bring that up to you I'm not going to go through all of these benefits but one of okay. them one of them um we've kind of talked about improving mood uh because it increases the production of dopamine serotonin and endorphins um yes the good brain chemistry so a thing that that's interesting to me is the their claim that it can help patients manage pain better than medication alone Oh, I'm not. Yes, I, I can see yeah. that. Um, I, I can only go again based on my own experience. And I, I think it's what I call a pattern interrupt. It's not that the music does anything. It uh -huh. might. It's not that the, the sound does anything. It might. But it's a pattern interrupt that your brain hooks onto, much like an earworm, that distracts you from the pain. And I'm going to go yeah. one step further we all have pain. We all yeah. experience pain. Yes. Right. I've, I've got a whole new definition of what the <laughs> pain is. Um, but, but here's the difference, right? We all, what, what's the saying? We all experience pain, but we don't all suffer. Mm -hmm. And I think the music helps alleviate the suffering part of it. Yeah. I, I can see that completely, especially with its brain chemical chemistry yeah. and it's soothing of the heart rate. You know, what are the things that exacerbate pain, uh, fast heart rate and blood pressure, um, neurochemicals like cortisol and adrenaline. So if music decreases those, I definitely can see the connection between pain management and music for sure. Now we had talked about the little music box tinkling. I found, yeah. I found this one interesting that in a neonatal ward, music gives newborns a soothing first experience of sound, which mm -hmm. replaces the beeping of medical machinery. Oh, nice. Yes. And that and would baby, make sense, right? 
And don't they, now they have little baby speakers you put on mama's yep. belly while it's Absolutely. still in the womb, you know, to play music. <laughs> and, and again, early. this kind of goes back to think about the sounds you guys allow in your, your world every mm -hmm. single day. Start paying attention to the, the radio stations you listen to. Mm -hmm. Start paying attention to the, the streaming music that's coming in. I'm not mm -hmm. asking you to go out and tell the grocery store to stop playing such and such. <laughs> um, but, but you know, sometimes these places don't even think about it. I'm in physical therapy right now, and it's hilarious because I can tell when the director of the physical therapy is there versus the lady who's in charge of putting the playlist on because it's entirely different music playing uh -huh. when I get in for my physical therapy. And it's like, Oh, she's not there today. She's not here today. Is she Matt? And Matt goes, no, I get to play the music I want. Um, and so even stuff like that, where it's very subtle and very low keyed, it's like, what are you actually playing for people to listen to? Mm -hmm. Um, Here's one that that we have not talked about before that I found absolutely fascinating coming out of COVID. And ah. that's that in a COVID unit, music can help a patient with compromised lungs stabilize erratic respiration. Oh. You know, they actually don't go into this in detail. Well, I'm willing to guess because because of my shadow boxing playlist. Mm -hmm. My shadow boxing playlist has songs that are specifically done at a frequency and beat rate to, to match the exercise. Yes. Versus the walking meditation, which you would never want your metabolism at that level. And yes. so the songs are softer and slower and you, you know, you kind of drift and drop and float with the music. Whereas with yes. the, the boxing meditation or boxing playlist, you want it up there. I can see very easily how as you listen to music, and we've talked before about the power of breathing, the, the, the breath work, whether it's cyclic or box breathing or, you know, the five, seven, eight, whatever it is that you choose to use, the straw breathing, breathing Zen, mm -hmm. all of them when combined with music, mm -hmm. I think subconsciously you start breathing mm -hmm. at the rhythm. And so I can I certainly so, see too. how it would stabilize erratic, mm -hmm. remember it's stabilizing erratic respiration. And when mm -hmm. you add music to it, which is not erratic, um, you, you get that consistent beat that you can tune into. Mm -hmm. um, and I, again, I can only talk about from personal experience that now when I do my labyrinth walk, um, I'm, I've got a recording that I just love uh, from a lady called Sandra Ingr Ingerman. Uh, it's just drum beats. That's mm -hmm. all it is. Mm -hmm. And you concentrate on your breath and you concentrate on the drum beat and it does, it stabilizes and slows down and makes consistent your respirations. I, I on the retreats that I run, I have specific playlists for different parts of the retreat, be it um, a, a circle, like a music circle or a meditative circle, or if we do a writing breakout, there's music to help with writing. So it certainly can also be integrated into therapy work or coaching work or uh, workshops that you lead, that it really can help your, your clients or attendees get into the space more and, yeah. and tap into parts of their 
slowed down unconscious brain that is normally ignored because life is so busy. Well, it, and, you know, as you say that, you know, one of the things that they talk about here is that in a hospital waiting room, music can help ease anxiety yeah. for an upcoming procedure. I, I'm going to take it to the extreme, and this won't be everybody's cup of tea, uh, but it spoke to me. And I think I mentioned it in a prior episode. There's a gentleman who's now passed on known as Ram Das, R-A-M, uh, yes. D-A-S-S. -S, and uh, if you look at the, it's a half hour long, folks, that's all it is. And, you know, Ram Das is the one who said, we are all just walking each other home. Right before his death, he was living in Maui. And for any of you who've ever been to Hawaii, uh, you know how lush, Maui is just a different island. Right. Um, that, than any of the others, obviously. Kauai is one, and Waikiki is another, but Maui is just spectacular when you think of the sounds of nature and the like and when you watch this documentary i i invite all of you certainly you can take ram das's uh, teachings however you want but listen to the music the soundtrack that they play coupled with the waterfalls and the ocean and the waves and you will instantly see how it ties in with ram das's own mantras and affirmation work of you know i am loving awareness and where can you, people find that uh, i i watched it on netflix and okay. it's, it's called ram das and i believe it's called ram das walking home uh, it's either walking home or going home let me just look okay okay that's beautiful i um often in my grief work with people i suggest that they do a couple different playlists a memorial playlist where they write they collect songs and put it together in as if they wanted to give it as a playlist to their loved one and a um, comforting playlist that helps them in their grief spurts um, to release the feelings and walk themselves through the feelings as the grief spurts or grief bombs hit so that's another way and in the organ donation world we would often arrange to play music for our patients um just based off of their loved ones recommendations well, um, well, I'm, I, I'm gonna tell you I, I didn't know we were gonna go here but i will mention it uh, we'll go into it i'm assuming in more detail when i'm ready to do that uh, <laughs> but th there's a new book i'm working on that michelle has seen oh, and yes. and one of the parts of this book talks about these are the songs mm -hmm. that i want you to remember me by Mm -hmm. and exactly. it, it gives you an opportunity to put those down and I got to tell you not knowing what Michelle just said I'd never I'd, I'd never done this before and as I'm putting this particular part of the book together I was doing my own thing right I, we never ask anybody mm -hmm. to do anything we wouldn't do ourselves and it's just freaking amazing to think about your own memorial songs and, yeah. and how do you want to be remembered in a song right right yeah you know I'm a weird death chick so I <laughs> I have written down what songs I would want at a memorial or a funeral but I also I just have them like I have a memorial playlist for my dad and and um a man that I used to date we're still friends for his dad when his dad died because I just loved him so much um 
So these, these playlists get played from time to time as a way to address and process my grief. It's that, really you know, powerful. I, one, it, again, not quite the power of music, but um, one of the things I do is I use a, a digital calendar, electronic calendar, and I actually have the the death dates of all these people in my life. Yeah. And as they come up every year, I keep uh, them very active. It's a yeah. way of remembering, right? You go through yes. and you, they come up and it's like, suddenly it's, we don't forget that grief. No. We don't forget the memory and how cool would it be if some of them had music attached to them? Yeah. Um, you, you, I will now forever think of Michelle and it's a small world. So there you go. There you go. So the, the, the documentary, by the way, is from 2017. It's 31 oh. minutes long. Okay. It's 31 minutes, 31 minutes of the, of, of your life. You're going to spend with this and it's called Ram Dass going home. Going uh, home. It, it's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And again, irrespective of what you think of Ram Dass and, what he did and the way he lived his life, you know, he's very big on on the the mantra of "I am loving awareness." This is this is a documentary of him after he had a stroke and right before he died, and it's just just listen to the music and listen to the the sounds of nature that go along with the messages in this. It's just wonderful stuff. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, Anything else that you want to talk about today? Um, I think I think we've talked about a variety of ways to use music that it is legitimately effective for a variety of, of things that people need, grief, healing, health, inspiration, anger management, working out, you know, facing a challenge. Those are, are really important. So I think we've covered the main things I wanted our listeners to think about. And I guess my only question is, um, Scott, could you outline your tip for creating a playlist? How many to put on it? How to listen to it? Like an inspirational playlist. Yeah, it, well, it starts with not the music. It starts with the intention. Mm -hmm. And what do you want the theme of your life to be? How do you, if you, every day you get a chance to start over, let's start with that. Every day you, you get a chance to live well. So that at the end of the day, you get to do the Klingon. It is a good day to die. Um, <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So what would that be? And for me, I, I put three ingredients usually in it. It's powerful, profound, and it's positive. Th those are the three things I'm looking for. And sometimes I intentionally go out and look for a song. Sometimes the song finds me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, some, you know, a friend or a loved one will say, I know you're into walking meditation and you're into music and everything else. You got to listen to this song. And then I freaking lose it. Right. <laughs> um, you listen to it and go, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's not as much how you find it. It's when you find it. Okay. Immediately, immediately adding it to a list, either, yeah. you know, create a playlist through your favorite uh, playlist source or write it down. At least I, I have been known to take pictures of my dashboard when the song pops up. It's like, uh -huh. I've never heard this before. Uh -huh. Right. So you want to start catching these uh -huh. because they've, they've reached out to you and touched you for a reason. 
And, you know, one, one, my wife just sent it to me and it's, we've talked about Tim McGraw before and what a, a huge uh, fan I am of his. I consider him a mentor and, and just a hero uh, of what he's done with his life. He's got a new song out called Standing Room Only. I had not heard it before. Mm. And I knew it was out. I just hadn't taken the time to hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when stuff gets recommended to you once, twice, three times, mm-hmm. that, that to me is kind of like the universe going, I should listen to this. I told you, listen. <laughs> yeah, I told you. So I play this thing. And if you haven't heard it, there's a, he's, he's got an official lyric video out, right? So oh, it's, uh-huh. not a, it's not a music video. It's a lyric video. Uh-huh. Um, just listen to this thing. Ah. Uh... And when you okay. get when you get music like that, that becomes part of my then playlist. Um, and when those playlists get created, they're constantly updated. I happen to use, wait for it, folks. I constantly I have an old fashioned iPod, the old. It's not a phone because I'm not taking calls when it comes in. It's an honest to god iPod, uh, and I create the the playlist and then I put it on shuffle. And I take an additional step that, for example, if I'm on a walking meditation, uh, and I, by the way, I also have the playlist on my phone if I want to do it that way. Uh, but when I'm, I put it on shuffle, and here's the additional thing I do. I have collected all of these songs, these powerful, profound, positive songs. I put them on shuffle. And one of the things I'm doing, maybe I'm going for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it is. I'm actually starting to pay attention to the order of the song. And I'm asking myself, what is the overall theme of all these songs together? Because they're oh, playing beautiful. for a reason. Beautiful. So I'm act, I'm using, for lack of a better way, I'm using my playlist as a makeshift oracle of yeah. what does the universe want to tell me right now? Oh, beautiful. And I'm okay with those of you that say, Scott, it's algorithmic and it's just a, <laughs> it's just a shuffle. And you know what? <laughs> Okay. I'm good. I'm good with you with that. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's so much more. So yeah. um, that's the power of this music. It's like, okay, song A plays, song D plays, song G plays, song B plays. And I'm saying, what's the message of all of those together? Yeah, for me. Yeah. I love that. I so if you had one song for our listeners to go out and, and listen to and check out, I know there's probably 5,000. But I've got one. Is it is yours the Tim McGraw standing room only, or do you have a second one? Um, I actually have a song that uh-huh. has no lyrics to it. Ah. But it is also one of my favorite movies in the whole world. Oh. Uh, I love the soundtrack to Dangerous Beauty. Oh, never heard that. Okay. And most people haven't. It's okay. Um, so the the movie is Dangerous Beauty. And okay. when and that song, it's everywhere. I mean, it's so just to, to just me, it's soundtrack. just to me, it's just everywhere. Yeah. So, um, oh, I don't mean it's everywhere. I mean that song to me is everything. If oh, I was going it. to, if I was going to do a lyric song, I think the most important song for me is "Lift the Wings" from Riverdance. Okay, lift the wings. So I think mine is specifically aimed for those of you that have have or are currently facing some brokenness in your life and wondering if you have any value left to give or, you know, how do I get past the brokenness or the scars that my life has has left me? 
And it's a very random song. You can find it on YouTube, but it's Peter Mayer, M-A-Y-E-R, Japanese Bowl. And it is about the power of Kintsugi, the, um, the art of repairing bowls with gold. And it is a sweet song that just, because I, I have been open about talking about recovering from post-traumatic stress disorder on here and having some pretty dark moments in my life, that song speaks to having value beyond your scars and your, your challenges. Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to watch it. Yes. I, I think it I'm going to have to listen really, to it and, and cry really through good. it. Yeah. yeah. It might be a really good, beautiful, peaceful cry. And, and by the way, you bring up, I'm just going to touch on it real quick because uh, it's interesting that you bring it up because I've, I've studied uh, this, uh, it's called the art of Kintsugi. Um, and it's when a bowl, a precious bowl is broken. Mm-hmm. And you can't put it back together again. And so they use gold to, to put it back together again in a more beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We Maybe we'll do a show on that. It's, it's very, it's a, oh, that's a good idea. It's a wonderful approach to life. It is. It is. Thank you. Thank you for the reminder. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I, now I have, now I have something on my, my to-do list. Me too. To get me through today. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you all. Next week, we are actually going to talk about a different power. Today was the, the healing power of music. Next week, we're going to talk about the power of hobbies, something yes. we have not talked about before. Mm-hmm. And uh, for people like Michelle and I, who uh, are creative and imaginative, this Renaissance brain, weird, nerdy, unique uncommon <laughs> brains that we have this should be interesting because uh, i you know i think some of these hobbies we're going to talk about and mention uh may surprise you uh-huh. yes they might <laughs> things things you never knew about scott and michelle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right with that <laughs> i want to thank everybody for being part of today uh i know michelle thanks you as well uh please uh, again like share subscribe follow us on your favorite podcast platform and with that Thank you all for being here. We will see you next week. Yes. Bye. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.